Hello again. This is Series 11 of Satisfied. The Series 11 podcast enhanced the To Be Found Faithful Bible study covering the book of 2 Timothy in the New Testament. I'm Melanie Newton, just an everyday kind of woman who loves the Lord and His Word. In the last podcast, we learned that in order to live faithfully to our God, we have to make that choice every day. And as we do so, we will stay fresh and green for Him as we're growing old. In this podcast, we'll cover lesson one of this To Be Found Faithful Bible study. You will learn what it means to stay faithful to God's truth. Paul considered the task of spreading and preserving God's truth a treasure entrusted to him by the Lord Jesus. While a prisoner in a Roman dungeon, Paul reflected on his life, which he viewed as a sacrifice to God. Paul knew he would be executed soon. His time of departure was near. Yet his last letter wasn't filled with complaints about his conditions. His heart was still burdened by his care for the churches and for his co-workers in the ministry. Nothing had changed in his heart and mind about Jesus or the gospel. Using his last bits of paper and ink, Paul emphasized to everyone within his sphere of influence that they should stay faithful to God's truth. One theme in 2 Timothy that is also common to all of Paul's pastoral letters is this. Teach and maintain truth and sound doctrine while guarding against error. You saw in the lesson how Paul emphasized this theme over and over in this very short letter. When you read any of Paul's letters, you'll notice how careful he was to teach and maintain truth in everything he said or wrote. It was ever present on his mind. When he encountered error infiltrating one of the beloved churches he had founded, he immediately went after it. No burying his head in the sand, no ignoring it and hoping it would go away. Any error that persists is like a spiritual infection in the body. You know how to recognize an infection in a physical body by its symptoms. The same is true regarding a spiritual infection. Any opinion or belief that contradicts established biblical truth can cause an infection in the body of Christ. And like an infection in the human body, it always affects life, so it must be addressed. A spiritual infection is usually fed by looking to the wrong places to get your heart needs satisfied. The results are disappointment, fear, resentment, and many other negative thoughts and behaviors. Or it can be fed by a poor understanding of biblical truth. Women who never recognize and grasp biblical truth will be taken captive by whatever flashy teachings that come along, and they'll live unsatisfied, unstable lives. We see this in our world today. Paul addressed this specific issue in 2 Timothy chapter 3. We'll cover it when we get there. Thankfully, the answer to all spiritual infections is the truth that has been given to us in the Bible, especially in the New Testament. The writings of the New Testament are the work of the Holy Spirit, revealing Himself to the apostles and other disciples of Jesus. The historical reliability of the Scriptures is an important issue, and the Scriptures can be investigated to show that the biblical records are trustworthy. We can know that God's Word is true and reliable. Knowing truth gives us a spiritual immune system that fights and prevents infection in our hearts and minds. 
Grasping truth is the prescription for healthy living. Grasping truth has three parts. First, you dwell in the truth of God you can know. Next, you humbly accept what you don't know or understand. And then you discern any teaching that you read or hear through the complete revelation of God's Word. These three parts help you to fight any kind of spiritual enemy or prevent their influence over you. Let's look at them one at a time. First, dwell in truth you can know. We think of the word dwell as a place where you make your home. To dwell in truth is to make your home there. That means God's truth dominates your thoughts and attitudes, governs your life, and satisfies your heart. God's truth is a healthy home for us. God gives us plenty of truth in the Bible that we can know and trust. There are 66 books of Revelation given to us, 1,189 chapters. If we just took one chapter per day and wrote down all the truths about God and our relationship with Him that is revealed to us, it would take us more than three years to get through the whole Bible. And that's even skipping some of those genealogy chapters. God wants us to know the truth He has revealed to us, to make our home in that truth. Ephesians chapter 1 verses 17 through 19 are just one example of what God wants us to know. Paul writes this, I pray that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ may give you spiritual wisdom and revelation in your growing knowledge of Him so that you may know what is the hope of His calling, what is the wealth of His glorious inheritance in the saints, and what is the incomparable greatness of His power toward us who believe. Look at all that God says we can know. We can know Him, we can know our hope, we can know our wealth, and we can know His power for us. Each passage we read or study has plenty of truth that we can know with certainty and allow to govern our lives. Dwell in truth you can know. The second part of this grasping truth to stay faithful to God is to humbly accept what you don't know or understand. In the midst of those 1189 chapters in the Bible, there are verses we just don't understand. Perhaps you don't understand something you've read now, but you might understand it in the future as you learn more through Bible study and as you hear great teaching that helps you to understand it. But there are things we'll never know or understand. Deuteronomy chapter 29, verse 29 reassures us about this as it says, The secret things belong to the Lord our God, but the things revealed belong to us and to our children forever, that we may follow all the words of this law. Did you hear the emphasis on the things revealed? Yay, they belong to us. We can know them. But there are secret things the Lord has not revealed yet to any human. We can't know them. As we study the Bible, we can do our best to try to understand what is written, but you may never understand a verse or two. Don't let that shake your confidence in understanding God's truth. When you run across something that you can't seem to understand from a Bible passage, 
Make the choice to humbly accept what you don't know or understand and be satisfied with it. The third part of this grasping truth to stay faithful to God is to discern all teaching through the complete revelation of God's Word. This is what I mean by that. First, evaluate what you read and hear by comparing it with the whole Bible. We can't take pieces of the Bible, like a verse or a group of verses, and build our thinking on that. And we shouldn't let experiences and feelings become our measures of truth. There's junk out there about God, so it's important to really get to know the God of the Bible. All false teachers through the centuries have taken advantage of people who were not dwelling in the truth portrayed in the whole Bible. Let me say this, though. Even the best teachers are not infallible. Most are 80 to 90% right in what they teach and would love to know where they are wrong so they can change it. And that includes me. Always check what you hear with what the Word of God says. Now, good Bible study reads a verse in the context of the passage where it is found, the paragraph, the chapter, and the book. Each verse is usually part of a continual thought. Then you can examine the original words to see what the writer meant and what the audience likely understood. Then you can look at other verses with similar content to let the Bible interpret itself. And you should always ask the Holy Spirit for understanding. Always evaluate what you read and hear by comparing it with the whole Bible. To discern teaching, you must also do this. Avoid the look-imagine-see dragon when viewing any verse. Now this is what I mean. The look-imagine-see dragon shows up this way. Someone looks at a verse or passage, imagines what they want it to say, then their mind sees what they have imagined through twisting word meanings and interpretations. The result feels more comfortable with what the culture says, like the sayings we often see on Facebook. But it's not intellectually honest, and it really boils down to basing truth on someone's opinion. Once it starts, it's like a fiery dragon burning truth in its path. That's why I call it the Look, Imagine, See Dragon. Cultural influence on Bible study feeds this dragon. The culture entices you to look at a verse and imagine a way for it to fit whatever the culture wants. Then your imagination sees what you want to see. Many types of false teaching through the years have started this way. The look, imagine, see dragon leads to error in any discipline based on truth, science and history, as well as the Bible. The brave thing to do is to tame the dragon, at least as far as your own approach to scripture is concerned. So how do you tame the dragon? You tame the look, imagine, see dragon by considering the Bible as sufficient on its own, not needing our improvement. In it, we find what our God considers right and wrong across all time periods, all nationalities and cultures, and across all levels of civilization. Not liking what it says about any particular issue does not give us license to change it to make it easier for everyone to accept. Consider the Bible as sufficient on its own. You also tame the look, imagine, see dragon by basing your faith on what is in God's Word, 
not something you've just heard about it, and not something you're imagining to be there. Don't let yourself approach the Bible with that mindset. Stop listening to others who do. Another way to tame the look, imagine, see dragon is to follow the inductive process for Bible study. That's the process we use in all of our Joyful Walk Bible studies. The inductive process starts with observation, looking carefully at what the text actually says. The next step is interpretation, which is trying to understand the author's intended meaning to him and to the audience who would read or hear it. Once you know what the Bible says and what it means, then you're ready for application, which is learning how to live this out in your life. Look at what's there. Learn what it means and teaches you. Then you live it out in your life. When you follow the inductive process for Bible study, you'll be able to confidently dwell in that truth. The way to stay faithful to God's truth and guard against error is to dwell in truth you can know, humbly accept what you don't know or understand, and discern all teaching through the complete revelation of God's Word. Dear listeners, we'll never know all there is to know about God. There will always be some mystery about Him, but there's plenty enough revealed in the Bible to satisfy your desire to know Him truthfully and to know how to live your life in Christ truthfully. Let Jesus satisfy your heart with His faithfulness. Then make the choice to stay faithful to Him for the rest of your life. Until next time, I'm Melanie Newton, and this is Series 11 of Satisfied.